welcome, welcome, welcome to What's Your Favorite Song? It's a conversation podcast that starts with that uh, impossible uh, but all-important question. What's your favorite song? I'm your host, David Ashley. And what I want you to do today for me, uh, I want you to go a little further. Is it further or farther? I don't know. You got it. Don't judge me. Uh, So along with uh, hitting the subscribe button, right? Along with hitting your notifications button uh, for this podcast, along with telling a couple of people, you know, about the podcast, I want you to rate us and leave a review if you can. It could be one word, it could be a pair, it could be whatever you will. Please do that for me. Uh, You know, I used to sell stuff on Amazon and they used to tell you, hey, the review is everything because people want to make sure they know what they're, you know, they want to know what they're buying. They want to read about it. So, you know, I want the same thing to happen here. So if you can kind of, you know, kind of go down the line, hit all those, I appreciate it. If you rock with me, I appreciate you doing that, okay? So, uh, today on the show, I have uh, Lisa Hill. Um, Lisa Hill is a first-year uh, social worker in a, in a local school. She's also my cousin. Uh, Lisa is uh, Lisa and I share the same birthday, <laughs> and uh, Lisa Michelle. They used to come up every summer uh, to Indiana, you know, from Flint, Michigan, and and um, you know we used to have fun. I used to create this. This character, this around about when Martin was out. So I used to create this character named Roger that kind of like mirrored Roscoe. And uh, <laughs> it was like, I really had them believing like Roscoe was different than David. And uh, oh man, it's just great, man. I, I love him so much. But today we have Lisa on the show. Lisa is a social worker for the first time. Um, you know, a, a very interesting story. Um, married, five children. Uh, you know, took time to raise her kids and now she wanted to get back out to this workforce and do something that uh, she felt was impactful. Uh, Lisa is Lisa is 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 fiercely strategic and, and just she's a leader. And it's been amazing to kind of see her grow uh, into the woman that she is. So we get into some stuff, you know, some concerts, some some music stuff, you know, and, uh, you know, I think you'll enjoy this episode. Uh, it, it was kind of weird because we're used to laughing. Like she and I, like my my goal now is to to hear hear them laugh. Her, Lisa, Michelle, oh, especially Marcy. Oh my God, Marcy's their mother, um, my cuz. And uh, whatever, if you can get them laughing, man, it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's one of the greatest sounds you hear. So, um, yeah, yeah. So the music. Um, uh, the musical note, if you will, for the day is uh, just about, you know, sometimes there, there are these alliances and these these meetups and, and you know, these um, little t- little super groups, super teams within that, that are under some of the artists we know. So we're going to talk about some people that were uh, in the Jodeci camp. In the Jodeci camp, uh, Devante and Devante Swing and all that kind of stuff. And some people that, you know, you may not have known uh, were, were up under them. So uh, we're going to get all of that and more on this episode of What's Your Favorite Song? All right. The next voices you will hear uh, are those of myself and Lisa Hill. Let's get it. What up, Chuck? So, good people, uh, I have a um, another, I say it every week, everybody's good people, but this person, listen, she stole my, bir- I mean, we share the same birthday, um, <laughs> um, just part of a duo that I couldn't get enough of, uh, the Lisa Michelle uh, duo, even though Michelle's not on the show today, hey, Michelle, Um and, you know, just somebody remarkable, somebody, she's a strategist, uh, she's a leader, uh, she's a mother, she's a wife, and um, and now, you know, she is a social worker. So we're going to talk about how she got into that, and um, just want to uh, introduce to you all today, Lisa Hill. Lisa, how you doing? I am doing well. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've been excited since you've asked. 
That's oh, thank you for being here again. Uh, Lisa was on my other podcast, Lisa with uh, her husband Chuck, and that's a really great episode. You know, during my marriage week that I had on uh, the David Ashley podcast. But uh, so go check that out if you get a chance. Um, and I shouldn't do this, but you can hear me okay, right? Yeah. Okay, I, I, I should have asked that first. Um, it's it's crack of dawn early over here, so right. you know, I had a whole ten minute conversation with a homeless dude outside. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, I got what's happening? I gotta go." Um, so, first of all, Lisa, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I can't complain. Okay, good, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, good. What's your favorite song? You know. I don't listen to music often, but when I do, I do listen to, uh, you know, I listen to a little bit of the old R&B, you know, okay. gospel every now and then. But I don't have a favorite song. Okay. okay. I don't have a favorite song. Um, but when you know, give me a comfort song. A song that you listen to just that comforts you or that you can listen to over and over again. And that's that's not um no, I ain't gonna say that. I'm gonna use that later. But yeah, something that you can listen to anytime it comes on over and over again. It doesn't have to be just one song, just a few songs that you like to go to rotation wise. Okay, so when I say this, I want everybody in the world to know. <laughs> Don't judge me. Judge yourself. Listen, any any feelings you got toward me, you're going to have to take that up with God because I ain't got nothing to do with that. But every time, <laughs> every time before I listen to the song, I'll be like, God, you know, I love you. You know, our relationship with this is my jam. So right. it is a uh, little boost. He set it off. And you can count the six, one, two, three, four, five, six. She hit. I don't play. I lay low. You my size. I break y'all. Get disrespected at all. I said it all. Oh, let's get it. <laughs> I can listen to that over and over that and gets you, over. That gets you hype. Like, that's, that's your train. Like, that's I, your, that's, yeah. I mean, it put me in. Okay, okay. I'm going in for my master's degree. Okay, you got this. You got this. Okay, you've been busy all day, but you got this. Okay, I'm finna go work out, but you got this. You know what I'm saying? That's wow. my hype song. That, that's that's the that gets me going. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, so growing up, what was like your favorite? Um, what was the first uh, album that you remember having or buying for you know for yourself? Something you and Michelle listened to or whatever. Okay, I lived with my granny, and what was the? Uh, it was version, 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 or whatever records. Oh and yeah, I yeah. Always going there. I used to be like, oh, I got to get this CD. So oh. I got in your wine album. That's uh, that's, right there. That's what I was trying to I was trying to hold back from saying because I knew <laughs> Yes. Okay. I still love him now. I don't care how old he looked rolling back. Okay, I'm trying to roll his body. All right, that's still my man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the internet is, is relentless, boy. I ain't gonna lie to you. I said, now nah, come on, okay. None of y'all roll like he used to roll either. Y'all all right, old, right. Old, just like him. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody put a um superimposed the couch in his hands. Oh, man, they wrong. And every time he went back, it was like, ugh, yeah. ugh. <laughs> It was the funniest video, man. Lee Jr. I saw alone. that. I said, they don't oh, leave you on alone. And so would you, I mean, would you say that's your favorite album? Like, what, what would be your favorite album if that's not it? I Again, if you have one, I know it's it's hard. Um because I, I'm really not a music person, but okay. I can't remember the albums that was purchased for me. And that was Genuine and Destiny's Child. I'll never forget those two. Oh, wow. Which which Destiny's Child? You know which songs were on it? Um, um, let me 
Nipsey. So I know I can remember the videos. Remember when they had all the different Huh? All the different what? Remember when they had all the different colors to the furniture? Oh, uh, say my name. The say my name. Yeah, yeah. That was one of my favorite songs. I'll never forget it when I lived in Arizona with my granny. Used to come on on the bus every morning. Say my name, say my name. If no one is around you, say baby I love you. If you ain't running game, say my name, say my name. You acting kind of shady, ain't calling me baby. Better say my name. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was okay. one of my favorite songs. On that. And, and what was what was your um. What was your What was your first concert? Genuine. <laughs> Gee, shut up. That's I, I am boy. My granny was on the speaker. I said, "Granny, get off the speaker." <laughs> I'm too young. I'm too young to even be in there. She on the speaker. I'm like, Granny. That is hilarious. She took, like she knew Genuine was my homie. She bought the the, the 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 album. I listened to him all day. And when she heard about the concert, she said, "I'm taking my grandbaby to this concert." Okay, I don't <laughs> care what he's doing. I'm taking. Her, and let me tell you, I had a ball. Oh, that is amazing. I was oh, I never knew that. I never knew that. Yeah. And, uh, and what was your okay? Well, this might be the same thing. What was your favorite concert? That one. That one, genuine. That one. Oh, yeah, because. You know, when I got older and, you know, I took a lot of time raising my baby, so I really didn't get off into the music. And then when I got older, I changed, you know, what I liked, you know, the mm -hmm. music that I liked. And so I can just remember that. Now, I do still listen, listen, but I hear a lot of Chris Brown. So if I could, I will go to a Chris Brown concert. Baby, does he do it for you? When he's finished, does he step back in a door? Okay. 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 Because he still got some hits. When I stopped, before I stopped listening to music, Chris Brown was popping, and he, he still. Was it. Yeah. Oh no, he he definitely uh he definitely got some, um he definitely got some hits, man. I'm waiting for him to do a versus. Hopefully, him and Usher get this versus all soon, but we'll see. Okay. So, Lisa, where are you from? Well, I I was born well, I was born in California, mm -hmm. but I was raised in Michigan, Flint, Michigan. Okay. Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And how how would you describe your upbringing in Flint, Michigan? Um well, you know, it was tough. It was tough. You know, I was just raised by my mom, you know, a single parent mm -hmm. household. It was my sister and I. And, you know, it was tough. We got a lot of, um, we got roughed up a, a lot by the girls, you know, just, you know, going through, you know, the bullying stage and just being mm -hmm. beautiful and, you know, not confident enough to stand up for ourselves. But as far as my mom, my mom, she loved us and she did the best that she could with what yeah. she was given. Mm -hmm. Um and so because yeah, like she raised us well. She did. She really did. Okay. Okay. And <clears throat> excuse me. So you said something there, um, and we briefly touched on it the other day, um, in, in which I didn't know that you you that you all were bullied. I didn't realize that, but then shortly after you said it, I was like, oh, because now I use the word pretty mm -hmm. and yeah. you use the word that you all are beautiful. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's, a, first of all, it's true, but I don't think that's arrogant at all. Mm -hmm. It just feels like, for me, it just feels like a slightly different, it was like, no, no, we're beautiful. <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's what it is, you know. So I, I think that's fascinating that you, mm -hmm. you know, use that word. So talk a little bit more about that part about about the just briefly just about the bullying there. Yeah, you know, um, we of course didn't stay in the best, um, like mm -hmm. the best environment. Mm -hmm. You know, we lived in the hood. 
period. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, mm-hmm. not trying to sugarcoat it. We lived in the hood where it was a mm-hmm. bunch of just other girls, you know, that didn't mm-hmm. look like us, you know. Yeah. You know, the skin, their skin complexions were a little darker or maybe their hair were a little bit more coarse. And here we are, these two, you know, light skin with, you mm-hmm. know, long, pretty curly hair, you know. But we we weren't raised to be, you know, jealous or we weren't raised to dislike people. So we just couldn't understand how that worked and why we were targeted. And it took us some time to even realize why we were bullied. But we were bullied every day. I mean, people would ride the bus home just to get off at our stop or come to our house when our mom was gone to work. And, mm. you know, we could be at boyfriend's house and they'll be over there. So it was just nonstop torture um, all the time. I mean, to the, even to school, being in school, like we would be made fun of. Our mom couldn't afford, you know, the greatest things. Everybody walking around with Jordan. And here we are just walking around with regular shoes on and we talked about, you know, any way that they could really hurt our feelings, they would. And that's what we we went through that for a very long time until we moved to Lansing, which was like 10th grade. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, That was, ooh, that was one of the great Thanksgivings, man. We got it in in Lansing once, man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I never forget. I still have pictures. That was one of the great ones because it was one of the ones where, you know, we ain't normally move for Thanksgiving. We ain't move moving from Michigan City, yes. so we had it in Lansing, and that was worth it. That was well worth it. Um, okay, so we're gonna move to Lansing. So, okay, so talk to me a, a little bit about how how it was when you found out you were pregnant with Kaya? So when I found out that I was pregnant, well, first, how I found out, I didn't Mm. know. You know, we Mm. were just all, you know, us moving to a new city. We thought that me throwing up every day walking to school was just anxiety. Like, oh, she just, you know, it's just new, you know, she's trying to fit in, you know. And wow. so a kind and how of old are you at this time? I'm sorry. Fourteen. I was okay. fourteen. Mm-hmm. And my sister Michelle would always say, Why why are you always throwing up? I'm telling mama. <laughs> and I'm like, Tell her, I ain't doing nothing. I don't care. So she ended up telling my mom and my mom was like, Hey, you know, have you come on your period? And I never had regular cycles anyway. I've always wow. were irregular. So I never even thought about that. And so my mom said, well, we're going to go to the doctor and get you checked out. And I'm like, oh. So we all sitting in there. My sister, my mom, me, we just all sitting in there chilling. I ain't thinking about being pregnant. My mom, you know, she probably was a little nervous. And Michelle was just as young as me. So she was mm-hmm. just like, whatever. <laughs> and so the lady came back in and was like, yeah, you're pregnant. And we just all looked at each other like, what you sure you got the right test go let's redo this right right and so i think once the you know maybe you know the sadness from my mom and maybe even the anger from my mom kind of cooled down she accepted it and it was just like nothing but love like nothing but love we never talked about abortions we never talked about anything but figuring out how to bring this girl into this world wow you know, just based on love. And that's exactly what it was. And she was accepted. She was loved. She was treated so well. I'll wake up in the morning. I'll go to sleep with her on my chest. Wake up in the morning, gone. I don't want this with my baby yet. <laughs> my mom be walking around the house like, da, 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 da. oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> wow. That's an amazing uh, support system, which I'm sure means the world, you know, in a situation like that, you know? Oh, yes, absolutely. I didn't, um, you know, I didn't really have, you know, too much support from the other side. And so just just being, you know, just having that support and knowing that I was still loved and everything was going to be okay just made the relationship with me as a young child growing up on my own to love my baby. Yeah. And so, you know, I was excited about that. You know, it's just not always easy trying to understand how to, 
learn to love yourself and you got to learn to love a whole nother person. Whole other person. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And so, the, you know, it was just like we were growing up together. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And which is, is great because you all have such a great relationship. She's such a she's such a special, I ain't gonna say kid because she's a you know teenager now, but right, she, right. she's always been, you know, it seems like she's always been really helpful and mm-hmm. you know, and just uh, you know. But anyway, it's easy for me to say that from here. Y'all had to be in the trenches together doing that. So yeah, yeah. So how did um how okay, so fast forward a few years. And you meet Chuck, and and now you have to integrate this man into your life with uh, you know you and Kaya. Talk to me a little bit about that. So when me and Chuck met, um, it was it was really smooth. I believe that it was it was really smooth. Like I didn't I was not looking for Chuck. Chuck probably wasn't looking for me. It was just mm-hmm. smooth transition. And so, you know, I had to introduce him to Kaya at such an early stage in our relationship because I was a third shift worker and I struggled with childcare. And and not only struggled with childcare, I was really skeptical about who I was bringing into her life, you know, about who was watching her. And so Chuck just seemed like a really nice guy. I said, okay, I'm gonna give it a try. Lord, be with us. He watched Kaya one night. And when I went home, I thought about her all night. When I went home, everything was amazing. Mm. And so I'm just like, thank you, Lord. So then he began to just watch her a lot for me because he, you know, he worked day, you know, so that was fine with him. And so, uh, you know, um, they began to build their relationship just off of that. Like she trusted him. Okay, I'm safe with this guy. My mom can be home all day and I'm safe. You know, I'm eating um i'm being loved you know he was taking her around his family that also loved her you know what i'm saying so she felt comfortable with that she had already built that trust relationship that love Mm -hmm. relationship with him so when we finally decided to get married um i was like hey um what should kaya call you because you know um we hadn't talked about that yet okay and so i'm just like okay he was like well i'm fine with that but ask her ask her and i asked her i said hey kai you know me and me and dad we me and dad we're getting married and um um so what would you like to call him I said, um, you're more than welcome to call him Chuck or you're more than welcome to call him dad, whichever. And she was like, I'm going to call him dad. Wow. And she was so excited to be able to call somebody dad that that was wow. the first thing. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, what type of question is that? That's the response <laughs> he gave me. So wow. then I told him, I said, well, you're dad. You're and dad. He, he accepted it. Um, the transition was kind of difficult because we're talking about a child that that's not used to a man being in a house and mm-hmm. a man that's not used to having kids around because of his own situation. And every girlfriend that he had, they had boys. So it was different. So we did have to have the talk of being comfortable around each other. You know, she will walk around with her underwear on. Or dad will walk around with his um dad will walk around with his uh beater off and you will see his chest and things like that. And I just want you to guys to know that that's okay because I know that those things are so sexualized that you mm-hmm. really have to help them understand what yeah. it you know what I'm saying. And so I just wanted them both to understand to be comfortable with one another, to, to okay. really embrace each other as you're my daughter and you're, um, you know, you're my father. And so. Okay. Okay. And, um, okay. And so, excuse me. So, you know, soon after that, um, you all have Chandler and then 
the kids to follow. So how many kids do you have now? We have five total. Five total. That's amazing. And um, so, and like I mentioned before, it felt like Kaya was, um, you know, a great helpmate for you during, not helpmate, but just a great help to you, you know, during, during those days. Talk about, talk about that. Just, you know, having to deal with, you know, an older child, um, a new husband, and then, and then, and then toddlers, right? Then going into that thing all over again, but now with a helpmate. Uh, oh. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Um, I believe that it was a smooth transition okay. because Akaya is like me. Family is everything. She mm. always wanted this. She always wanted this family feel. So when we brought Chandler in the world, she was like over the hill for Chandler. <laughs> I mean, she accepted him. It was no jealousy. It was no, oh, but he's taking my place. And as a mother, I wasn't like that. You know, I gave mm. all my kids the same love. Of course, the attention was different because of the ages, but I never like excluded anybody. Look, you want to hold this baby because you sure can because I'm tired. You ain't, you know what I'm saying? You want to feed this baby too because you see yeah. the feet. Look, come on, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's how, it, that's how we worked that out. You know, it was never, I've never made her feel excluded from what we had going on. That was never okay. the thing. I mean, I include her in everything because that's what she wanted. You know, she wanted okay. to be included in everything. And, you know, um, it was kind of hard giving us our one-on-one -on -one time because it was all new to me. I'm trying to learn how to juggle all of this being married, you know, having yeah. a, a, you know, a daughter that's so much older and then turn around and having a whole baby. And so it was kind of difficult, you know, with the balance, but I still made time for her. You know, I made, I made sure that I listened. We ate together at the table and, you know, I walked her to the bus stop and we talked and, wow, um, okay. You know, we spent that one-on-one -on -one quality time with each other, even if it was just in her room for a quick second, just us reviewing a book that she was reading. I tried everything that I could do to keep that, you know, that that uh, strong relationship going because I knew that was important. Okay. And we must say, uh, Kai just finished her first year in, in college. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Excuse me. And Still okay. unbelievable, but yeah. I know, I know. Lisa got Lisa and Michelle got kids in college. That's wild. That's yes. wild. Yes, but I'm it's still so sitting here asking you know, what, what their favorite color is. And y'all got <laughs> whole adult children. Um so <laughs> um okay. And so through throughout this time, you took that time to well, you found the time somehow to go get a degree. <laughs> you could talk about your time <laughs> as she rolls her eyes. If you could talk <laughs> about that time and just, you know, just go through, you know, what it what it took in your experience and having to be, you know, man, my God, just a wife and then a mother to these five beautiful children. But then, oh, I know what, I'm gonna add a degree onto this. Talk about your, your reasoning for going to get it and then your experience going through it if you can um so you know i just always wanted to have a degree i just always wanted to do it for me can you do this is this something you can do are you strong enough are you smart enough are you capable of changing the world and so that's what i wanted to do i wanted to see if i could handle it so I was taking nursing a while back and I was late uh, selecting classes and I needed that class. Otherwise, they would interfere with my financial aid. And I was like, uh-uh, whatever. I just got to pick up a class. So I picked up Intro to Social Work. It was on and popping because I'm so into the mind, yeah. how it works and why and when and all of those things. Um, and so that's how I got involved. I said, wait a minute. I want to be a social worker. 
So this was always my plan. I just never knew how. So God sent this man into my life. We got married. And that was my how. I was going to be able to get my degree with mm. a whole family. Wow. Because God had allowed us to work it out to where Chuck can work and take care of us. And I could go to school. And that's exactly yeah. how it happened. That's how yeah. I was able to take care of five, you know, five kids. Because, you know, I, I had five, you know, throughout. <laughs> By the time I finally finished, it was my fifth baby. Right. And have a husband. And I'm telling you, Chuck is definitely, which is my husband, is definitely the reason why I was able to accomplish mm -hmm. that. I wouldn't have been able to do it without him. He was definitely my rock in, in every way through this. Wow. So. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, oh, let me ask, do you think uh, do you think the influence from um, Auntie Joyce, my aunt, your grandmother, the influence of, of her, you know, further her education and then Marcy further her education, do you think that had something to do with you wanting it or did you have your own wanting it, meaning a degree, right? Or did you just kind of have that? Now, do you think that was a heavy influence or did you just kind of want it on your own? I've, I never paid attention to it. Like, I, mm -hmm. I, I knew it. I never paid attention to it. I just knew that I wanted to do it. Got it. But Got it. I know that when when I always talk about being able to go to school as an adult, I always pull from their strength. I got the strength of my granny and the strength of my mom um, hmm. because I've always known them to be strong women. And I'm a strong woman. And if I can relate any of that, it would be the strength. It would definitely be the strength. Got it. Okay. Okay. And so fast forward, you got, you got your degree, you fought through it all, and now you are officially a social worker. Talk to me. Talk to me about how it, what you, the differences between what you thought it would be and what it actually is. First of all, where are you stationed, like right now? Are you um, are you in a school? Yes, I'm at uh, one of our local school districts okay. in uh, Flint, Michigan. Okay. All right, and just talk to me about what it what it was going into it, and um, what you. Uh, what you thought it was going to be and what it ended up being and you know some of the similarities and differences um so are you talking about like going into the actual field of social work yes, like actually working there mm -hmm. um going into it of course i was like nervous i was scared i didn't know what i was you know i really i mean i knew about what i was taught um but i didn't have the experience so i definitely went in nervous i went in scared you know, I haven't, I, you know, I hadn't worked in 10 years. This was my first job in 10 years, you know. Wow. So I wow. had time to build as a woman, you know what I'm saying? I left when I was a little girl and I came back when I was a woman, you know what wow. I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So my perspective, my perspective on life was different on, on every, in every aspect, you know. So, of course, I was scared going into this. Um, I was scared just being out in the world. You know, I've all I've been in the house for so long, so now I'm out here in this world. That's me. You know what I'm saying? I forgot how to communicate. You know, with adults, mm -hmm. I forgot how sickening some people can be, how sad some people can be, and I'm just like, wait a minute. And so now I'm going in in a new career. So I'm just like, wow, this was a lot. So I remember when I first went in. They're like, okay, we want you to be a mentor. We want you to be a social worker. We want you to be a teacher. And I looked at them and I said, well, I appreciate that you guys believe in me. Mm -hmm. I said, but I, I want to be honest. I want to take it one step at a time because I don't want to lose focus. I don't want to steer nobody wrong. So let me come in and get my job down pat. And then I can go in and kind of add things under my belt. And so when I started working with the kids, it became real. Like I started hearing about kids being abused and being molested and being raped. And I said, wait a minute, like my job, my life 
wow. it's real now. Like this is wow. not for play play. I'm not in school no more. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. This is real. So I'm trying to remember everything I was taught, making sure that I'm doing all the right things for just not my career, but for this kid. Wow. So now I'm digging deep back in the book. I'm digging deep, reaching out to people, calling people. You know, I'm I'm going back into internship like, hey, uh, do some advice, you know. So it got real, you know, and I'm wow. saying, trying to okay. figure out how I can successfully help this child. Right. Wow. You know, so, okay. but okay. I've grown. Um, they love me because I never allowed a student to walk away without some type of resource. You're not leaving me without a resource. Wow. That's how serious I am when it comes to the mind. Because wow. I, like, you know, that saying the mind is a terrible thing to waste. That is serious. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, I don't that's play. Good. I don't play when it comes to getting the help you need because that's how we are successful by the way we think and how we act and yeah. and how you know how we flow in our minds. And so yeah. yeah, it's serious. Wow, that's good. That's good, Lisa. And and so if someone said, "Well, what is a social worker?" What would you what would your response to them be? I believe a social worker is a person that really guides people to success and how they live and how they think. A social worker is resourceful, making sure that they are um, making sure that they are supplying uh, the answers and the right materials needed to guide people to success. Um, in their minds and like in their environments and how they are living. So as social workers, I just think it's, you know, it got a lot to do with just, you know, building up the confidence, showing love, building up the strength and um, character. And, you know, it's just us really focusing on those things. So that's what I believe social workers are here for. Um, I hope I didn't leave anything out. Um, But definitely, yes, I believe that we are geared to the mind, geared to the in in the environment, to the environment. Okay, And, you know, how do you shed if you can some of some of that, uh, some of the some of their experiences, right? Which you have to, I don't know, I want to say worry about, but you sometimes can experience that through them. And and, and do you feel heavy at, at listening to what's going on to the, you know, with these kids in their lives? And if you do, how do you get that off of you? How do you not take it home? Or is that even possible? Um. So during my internship, it was this lady that was in the safe house because I did my internship in the safe house. And I'm going to make it real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, She was in a different country. And, you know, to get over here in America, you had to marry an American to be over here. And so that's what happened. Her and her family trusted this person to bring her over here, got over here and was just like crazy, Mm -hmm. like some type of sex trafficking thing. And I always went home and I thought about her like, goodness, you know, goodness, goodness, goodness. And so I started praying about it. And God said, you know, I put you on this mission because I knew you can handle it. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I knew you can handle it mentally. He was like, so I'm going to show you how to balance this out. So every time you feel heavy, I need you to bring it to me and, and I'll fix it for you. And so that's exactly what I do. Like when I'm dealing with the kids, I take it to God. Like, God, here I am again. You told me to bring it to you every time I'm bringing it to you. Help me help this family. I go deep into what's going on. And after that, I'm good. And I don't leave work with it. I do it at my desk. When I send that, when I take that kid back to class, I'm at my desk praying now because I got to let it go. You put me on this mission because you knew I can handle it. You knew I was strong. And so this is how I deal with not allowing it to affect me and my family. Yeah, I just give it to God. Wow. That's great. Okay. Wow. Okay. 
Okay. And 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 one one more question with that. You you said you um, it was your first job in ten years. How was that? If you could talk a little bit about that transition from, you know, basically being around children for ten years straight, and you not really, you know, having to reacclimate yourself to, you know, dealing with adults on a daily basis. How is that? Um, how has that been? Now, how is that transition for you? you know, working now and um, I mean, are you, are you, did it take you a while to be like, oh, what's going on with Carter? Oh, Chandler. Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like what's, how was that? How was that for you? Um, Yes, it was super scary leaving my kids. Super mm -hmm. scary because I'm just like, okay, yes, they were at school when I was at home, but now I was the one that took them to school. I was the one to pick them up. I was the one going on the field trips and stuff like that. But again, I'm a praying woman. So, you know, I just put it in God's hand, you know, God, I'm not here to, to watch over them when they go to their field trips. You know, I'm not here to put them on that bus. I'm not here, here, here. So I need you to be there. I need you to remind me that you're there. Mm -hmm. And that's how I was able to go back to work. And then going back to work, I was still scared because I'm just like, Lord, like, I just don't know how to let this go. I don't know how to be. How do I build a relationship with the with my coworker next door? And how mm. do I act like I'm normal? Although I've been dealing with kids, you know, how do right. I act? Lord, show me. Like, did y'all see SpongeBob yesterday? Y'all <laughs> <laughs> grown. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> yes. And it was just like, you know. And I had my first evaluation for my first mm. year. And my boss said nothing but amazing things, oh. how professional I was. She looked at me. She said, I've never seen you mad. And I told her, mm. I was like, thank you. I said, that meant a lot to me. I said, let me tell you, when I was at work at 22, 23, I was a hot head boy. <laughs> I took you out in a minute. And I said, this is just growth. This is just growth. And I was like, thank you. And, you know. And so, you know, as far as the kids go, I have adjusted well, you know what I'm okay. saying? I'm not afraid anymore. I'm okay with not going to all the uh, all the um, field trips. I'm okay with not being able to take y'all to school. I'm okay now. So now it's just like, this is how it is to be a working mom. Wow. You know, yeah. this is how it is to be a working mom, to be able to trust the world with your kids. Like all these years, I was doing that on my own. Like uh, I was volunteering <laughs> just to be in the same building with my babies. I volunteered all the time. They knew me. I'm wow. like, yeah, I volunteer. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> what, what kid I need to teach? You know, everybody knew me. Right. So now it's just, you know, I've really had to open up that trust heart like okay you know god i'm trusting you that's why i'm able to do this because i'm wow. trusting you yeah with my wow. babies you know okay okay oh that's did great question oh yes okay. yes 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 you did yes you, you know did. i'm yes, everywhere no no. <laughs> <laughs> no no that's great lisa all right um huh. all right so this portion i like to call play by ear, okay? I'm just going to choose two options without any explanation, and you choose one based on what okay. you hear, okay? All right. Um, Dort Mall or Genesee Valley Center? Genesee Valley Center. Okay. Okay. So anxious or my whole life has changed? So anxious. <laughs> I know that was your joint. I remember y'all came up here that summer. Man, that was your joint. Um, what did I used to make make y'all sing? Um, Alicia Keys. I know Alicia Keys. Falling. <laughs> falling. I had y'all in the you and Michelle in the choir. I was like, fall. <laughs> just so much fun. Sing, um, um, angels. Um, Dang, I can't believe I forgot. I'll, I'll never forget the song. It was, um, I think about it though. Before, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I uh, so Gunny's dressing or Marcy's dressing? That's wrong. Don't answer that. That's wrong. Uh, That's, don't answer that. Gunny's hands down. Gunny's. <laughs> 
She know it. We know it. We know it. We know it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, this next one is wrong, and I shouldn't ask it. Okay? I shouldn't ask it. Ask it. But you can't answer it. Okay? Okay. Carter or Chandler? Carter, someday share. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. Um, I'm just toying. Um, which one is more difficult, uh, raising a teenager or a toddler? A teenager. Teenager is more difficult. Okay. 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 And um, I think that's it, Lisa. I think we got that in. Okay. I was gonna you say like Congo, um <sighs> <laughs> Wait, was was it another one I had I had y'all singing? Yes. Standing up. I mean you had us dancing and everything and we was uh... <laughs> Oh man, let's see. It was uh I know it was falling. Y'all was my little choir for falling. Michelle, what's that song David used to have us sing in the Angel song? You remember we used to stand up in his room right there and he used to have us singing it? Angels? Yeah, it had ain't that word angels in it. You used to have us sing all the time. Alicia Keys, Mary. I know. <laughs> you know. Oh, right. Lover in your second. Yeah. Not going to cry. You used to have us sing, not going to cry. Hey, uh, hey, when I think of the song, I'm going to text you. because No, I please do. <laughs> Because of that, every time that song come on, I be jamming because I remember back from when we used to have to sing it. Oh, man. Oh, so much fun, man. We had so much fun. So, Lisa, um, love you. Michelle, love you, too, if you're there. Um, thank you for doing this. You know, um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, that's it. Can't wait to see y'all again. I'm not sure when it's going to be, but... Can't wait to see y'all again. Come back on out to Cali. We had the greatest time. Man, we so <laughs> trying to schedule a trip with all of us to come out next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to schedule something for us all. But thank you so much for inviting me. And I had a ball. And for the record, you know, I am David's favorite cousin, by the way. Uh, let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> November 15th, all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lisa, love you. And love uh, you I will talk to you soon. And thank you again, Lisa. Uh, Lisa texted me a little later and told me that song was uh, Cheers to You by Player, which is ironic because, uh, you know, that's part of uh, part of the next segment, uh, part of the musical note. So, and uh, also uh, there was one part she left out and uh, she felt compelled to, you know, send me a text message to explain something she wished uh, she had put in there. She said, you know what I should have added? Uh, how we blended Kaya, Chuck and myself in the beginning besides becoming comfortable with one another. When step parents enter the family, they follow the lead of the biological parent. And thankfully I was a loving and caring parent and Chuck learned how to create his own disciplinary strategies and love culture from that environment. So again, that's beautiful. And, um, you know, I, I love hearing about, you know, how she, you know, kind of had to navigate certain things, you know, back there and uh, extremely proud of her. And um, yeah, so uh, anyway, yes, just wanted to add that right quick. I got you, Lisa. Love y'all. So the musical note for today is, you know, since we're going to go with the, uh, I figured we'd go with the genuine thing, you know, shout out to Lisa, man. She loved that. So anxious. I remember driving around and having them in the car every time that song came on, turn it up, you know, and I was, you know, probably for the first time playing like big cousin who's driving around and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, I figured I would go with, uh, you know, a genuine related story. Um, so 
everybody knows, um, we, we all know Joe's, right? Joe came from, you know, I think it was uh, North or South Carolina, I'm sorry. And they, you know, uh, Casey and JoJo, you know, Jodeci is a mixture of their, all their names. Casey, JoJo, Devante, Dalvin. Uh, which I will, so I worked at a a, um, a call center years ago, uh, probably about 30, what was it? Maybe like 09. And we, it was a college search website in which <laughs> in, in our system at that job, there were now keep in mind this was in 2010 when i when i realized this there were at least 13 kids in our system with the name jodeci right who were graduating in 2010 which means in 1992 was when they were born and they got named after jodeci that's a true story i've never met anybody named jodeci but i've definitely called and you know a certain amount of them who graduated in 2010. <laughs> there should be a documentary on that or something. So, anyway, uh, you know, Jodeci is partially uh, Casey and JoJo. They were in a group with uh, with their parents, and uh, maybe not with their parents, but with they were in gospel groups that toured. Like they were really heavy into the gospel circuit, and you know. Uh, I think they're cousins. They're them and Fantasia are cousins, and you know it gets even more in, intertwined than that, right? So when you, so eventually Jodeci, they all meet. Um, uh, you know, Casey, JoJo, brothers, Devonte, and Dalvin are uh, cousins or brothers, something like that. So you know, there's even a story of Devonte before they all get, you know, Devonte swing before they all get discovered you know, sleeps outside of uh, Paisley Park, you know, where, where Prince lived, just to try and get on, you know, and try and uh, get Prince's attention, which he eventually does, but Prince turned it down. So later, um, you know, eventually they make their way to New York, right? There's, there's a moment in everybody's career where they just say, you know what, we're just gonna go for broke and what have, whatever happens, happens. So they travel up to New York, with not a lot of money. They drive from, you know, the Carolinas to New York and they go to the, you know, Uptown Records. And, you know, whoever the, somebody was playing them at first, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, there are levels, barriers of entry before you, you know, kind of make it to, you know, Andre Harrell, God rest his soul. So somehow, you know, they make it there. And I think Heavy D saw them in the, um, either Heavy D or somebody saw them in the lobby and played them, you know, got the demo to um, to Andre Harrell uh, in his office. A demo which, you know, five, what, I think five or so songs uh, from their first album. No, I think it was three, three or four from their first album. Uh, you can go check this. Where, uh, you know, I think Forever My Lady, they already had that. They already had Stay. They already had Come and Talk to Me. That You know, so when you see a writing credit by, you know, I'll be sure somebody like that. It was just, oh, okay, I came in and I made this a little bit better. We made it a little smoother, right? Having sold millions of records already. So yeah, they, they play it for Andre Harrell and Andre Harrell is like, oh no, get them cleaned up, get them a hotel. Y'all signing a deal tonight, right? So from that, you, you know, you get, so Jodeci's doing their thing, the first album, is uh <laughs> if i may use a varnell hill hotter than baked clams uh they're on martin they're hot um so you know as what happens a lot you know Devonte dalvin uh this time it was dalvin he he had this um idea to you know to to, to get like some offshoots and in these in these offshoots um not the offshoots but just these artists he wanted to mold and mentor these artists and put them out on his own label. And um, one of those artists, obviously, was Genuine. Oh, 
um, is genuine when he came out, but he was tornado at the time. And if you can, you could even find this a video on um, on uh, YouTube where Jodeci has come back to video soul. It's really cringy. Everybody in Jodeci's too cool. Jojo got his hood on. KC got his hat low. Everybody got sunglasses on, but they brought along with them sister, well, you know, along with Missy, and then a young tornado in the back. <laughs> it was crazy, right? They so they had a whole basement crew, and they had a whole. They have a whole album that you can go search on uh, YouTube. Check out the Basement Crew, spelled D-A, Basement Crew. And in this group, listen, man, in this group is Genuine, name was Tornado at the time, Missy Elliott. If you wanna battle me, then let me know. Got the feeling, son, let me throw you some. Right, and we know what Missy went on to do. You know, and Missy would go on to produce and, and write all these hits for herself and other people. Uh, Timberland. Right, we know Timberland is one of the greatest, you know, producers in the game. You know, him along with Swiss Beats brought us, you know, um, brought us... Um, the verses and you know when you when you think about um wait, wait a minute not only that i mean when you think about um the post r kelly uh, Aaliyah renaissance right Aaliyah's one in a million that's when we first kind of feel like, oh wait, you know, along with Genuine's um, Pony, this new production style that was just, I mean, at the time it was like, wait a minute, what is happening? You know, with the little dance moves to, to go, you know, with Aaliyah's joint. So check it out. Also, um, Missy was in a group named Sister. It was Genuine, who was Tornado at the time, a player. Right, and um, which, you know, Static Major from the group player it went on to uh, produce a lot of stuff, including uh, Lollipop by Lil Wayne. And how about this? Tweet. Oh my, ooh, some kind of touch caressing my things. Oh my, ooh, I'm turning. I mean, it, it goes on and on. You know, um, even even to the point of Stevie J, you know, Stevie J ended up, um, if you don't know, he he was part of uh, the Hitman and the Hitman had, you know, between 94 and maybe 99, they covered the airwaves, meaning their songs, Hitman, Under Bad Boy, they produced everything. And when I say everything, I mean, you know, probably 50% of, of the hits during the R&B and rap hits during that time. So um, uh, maybe not rap, but definitely the R&B, you know what I'm saying? They, they had a big portion. Um, they had their marketing control was crazy at the time. So, um, and you know, they went on Nicole Ray from that Virginia area, you know. She ended up having like, you know, a nice career. Nicole Ray's first album, please go visit that. Please go revisit that. I mean, Borrow Time and uh, Silly Love Songs are my two. Those are two of my favorite songs. Definitely the two uh, favorite from that album. You know, she was in that camp. And um, so, you know, at the end of Make It Hot, when Missy is naming off everybody in the camp, Maganu, Aaliyah, Missy, Timberline, you know, and stuff like that, it's really like, oh no, they all came from, you know, the Jodeci camp. And, you know, eventually 702 would kind of be up under that 
uh, that that Missy camp, Missy and Timberland camp, and Aaliyah, uh, even somebody you know who started as a backup singer for Genuine uh, would be Tank. Oh, I gotta trust you. It ain't cool, cause I know it's true. Maybe I for you to go. So, you know, I like to go through a good rabbit hole. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope that'll send you down a rabbit hole to find out who was doing what, when, <laughs> uh, music-wise. But it's, uh, I just think that Jodeci, um, that Jodeci tree is fascinating just to see what all came out of that. And as you know, or if you don't know, um, you know, Tank and uh, some of, uh, they were all signed to uh, Blackground right which was barry hankerson's you know label which was um uh gladys knight's ex-husband but that was Aaliyah's uncle you know barry hankerson and just recently they had uh you know released Aaliyah's music on streaming and uh tank was able to now get his his music out there and um Along with Timberland, Timberland, I think Tim, both Timberland and Missy had some stuff. So, you know, uh, you know, thankfully they get to get, you know, royalties and stuff like that, you know, off off of their own music and uh, their own IP. And um, yeah, man, I just thought that was an interesting rabbit hole uh, to go down. And, uh, you know, ain't, ain't nothing like a good rabbit hole where you, you know, I don't know which one you stream on. I, I stream on Tidal, so. Uh, where you could just add this song and before you know it, you got a 23 song playlist that's taking you from 96 to 2004. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, that is it for this week. Um, I want to thank Lisa Hill, uh, my dear cousin. Um, and don't think I didn't forget about y'all. Don't think I forgot about y'all in that cabin. I'm, I'm hot behind. I'm happy for y'all because y'all got to really, you know, bond and, and get it together. But, you know, I wanted to be there. So uh, I want to thank Lisa for being on and, and being, you know, transparent and sharing her story. And yeah, that's about it. So we're going to end the show um, the same way we do uh, every week. Uh, whoa, wait a minute. Congratulations to the Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors won. Um, the Warriors won. I didn't like when it started. I just didn't think Warriors were going to win. Uh, Boston looked too good. I mean, but and, you know, at the end, both teams kind of ended up kind of like, eh, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, it, it'd be interesting to see what happens next year. But Curry with his fourth chip, and let the stories begin about where you know he belongs in the annals of uh, of uh, basketball history. But you know, <laughs> nonetheless, is, is great for NBA fodder. Uh, also, just had a, an amazing, um, just went to an amazing uh, Juneteenth um, celebration at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, man, BBD, uh, The Roots, and um, it was it was just, it was a lot, man. It was a lot. Yolanda Adams sang, Jill Scott, several messages from, you know, Michelle Obama. I think Barack Obama sent the message through, and uh, it, Earth, Wind, and Fire. It was just a great time. It was a great black time, man. So uh, check that out uh, on CNN. I think uh, it, it it aired live. So, you know, if you get a chance to in the reruns, check it out. It was a great time. So this time for real, we're going to end um, the same way I do every week with a message from Stevie. I'm sorry, from Quincy Jones. <laughs> um, Quincy Jones who is, um, you know, kind of the godfather of all this music right now. Um, uh, you know, most Grammy nominated in history, um, you know, from Frank Sinatra, the Sanford and Son theme song. Every once in a while, I just like to remember people um, to remember what, Steve, uh, what Quincy Jones was and put some respect on his name. Just, you know, prolific as an understatement when you're talking about him. And Quincy Jones said, Let's not be so full of ourselves. Let's always leave space for God to enter the room. Until next week. What's your favorite song? Thank you for listening.
Ja. 